Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You'll be able to trade me because Giannis will get a lot on the trade market. It's not Dame and it's not James Harden. The contract's not going to be horrific. He's still going to be, what, 30 years old whenever he's a free agent? 30, 30. I thought he had 32. two years left. He's 28 right now. Okay. Well, then 30, 31. Yeah, so he'll be about 30. So he'll still have I guess if that a player option, if he opts in, he'd be 32 by the end of that. Yeah. Um, no guarantee he's going to opt into that. It feels like, to me, New York might be a good landing spot for him. For some, I just He's always kind of talked about New York as being a place he wouldn't hate to play. I would, I just, I would be surprised to see Giannis re up with the Bucks moving forward. It's, it's, it does feel like he is preparing them for, hey, I'm about to get out of here because at the end of that contract, he's going to be there for almost 12 years. Like it yeah. would be, it, that's a long time to give to a city and like. They Milwaukee. have no young pieces to look they forward got, to. They that, have that's the, that's ultimately the problem. If they had like some young guy that had potential to be something Marjan in the future, Beauchamp just doesn't do it for you. No, you know I don't think I mean? so. Like don't, as much as, he's as, a much player, as a, he's a fine but player, like, but it just doesn't do it for he's you. He's not going to be your two next to. He's not going to be the number two star next to Giannis Antetokounmpo. So. That is basically him saying, listen, either trade Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Brooke Lopez and go get somebody now. Like, like if you're a Bucks fan, hypothetical for you. You're right. Would you punt, like, this year to go get another star or try to put something together to make sure that Giannis stays long-term? I don't long think term? they're in the situation. I mean, they just, they just re-signed Chris Middleton. Like, well, they're not why. punting. They're that's not. Why, that's why I'm clear. saying, like, or would it's, you have to say, do I want a championship now or do I want a championship with Giannis in the future? That's yeah. a tough thing to say. That's a, because he, at the end of the day— this is a smaller market that Giannis gave 10-plus years to and brought them a championship. If he wants to leave, you can yeah, leave. He's done on. everything he needs to do for that city. He and has he's, been he's, one of the, he's, he's the transcendent superstar that if you have him on your team, you feel fine about potentially right. running through whatever conference you're in and being in an NBA He is a game-breaker. He's he is that guy. a literal cheat code. And I, I've always wondered, though, too, as he gets up there in age, um, he's not much of a shooter. We know what he does in, in slashing to the rim and how good he is on defense. You wonder, like, with all the body blows he's taken over the years, he's been in the league for 10 years, how, how is he going to age as a player? Well, That's always been a, a, a saw, sort of a long-term question. We've slowly seen it starting to take a toll on him. You know, he's had a couple of those back things. He's had a couple of tough falls. So that, when yeah, his physicality goes one, a little bit, it one, will be interesting to see how his game evolves. He's got to continue to work on that jump shot. He's, if he thing, can develop that in a real way. One thing that has always been interesting about Giannis, though, remember the hyperextended knee? He, in, in he's the an playoffs? alien. He's a literal it, alien. Like his, his, his recovery time's unbelievable, too. I, he, is, he is one of one. I mean, when we talk about generational talents and, and the development he's had throughout his NBA career, it's unbelievable. I mean, he had one of the one of the best game or f- championship clinching games in the history of the NBA. Yep. What he was doing during that series was remarkable, remarkable. Giannis Antetokounmpo is truly one of the greats that we've ever seen in the NBA, and 
for him to be in Milwaukee as long as he had is a good thing for the NBA. To be quite honest, it's a good thing for a team like the Grizzlies. You hope that you get a Giannis-type run with guys like Ja, with, with Desmond Bain, with Jaron Jackson Jr. If we got those guys for 10-plus years guaranteed, sign me up. Yeah, no question. No question. But we'll see. This really did feel like to me. This is the warning shot. It before, is. It's the warning shot. Before he's telling them, I'm leaving town. He's, he's telling them, listen, start start seeing what's start up. Start thinking about the future. Start right. having some foresight on where we're going with this whole thing before all these guys age out of their careers. Exactly. That, that's what he's saying. But I, I think it's I think it's a warning shot to ultimately him leaving Milwaukee. That's what it feels like. I, because he's talked I fully about, agree. He's talked about wanting to get to a bigger market at some point in his career. And, and it, it would make feel, sense. It makes a lot of sense for him. It makes sense. There's yeah. no I don't to be honest, as an NBA fan, I don't want to see Giannis on a Milwaukee Bucks team that isn't contending. Yeah. That's not where you want to see him. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Now um Jeff Calkins is scheduled to join next. Now we, we've had some scheduling conflicts and a meeting, so we may have to get to a trip around the NFL. But uh, the plan is Jeff Calkins on the other side right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Scheduling conflicts happen. Jeff Calkins caught up right now. If we can get him on the show, we'll get him on the show. But if not, we'll just move on. As normal, we're going to do the trip around the NFL in just a second. After I tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That's my promo code, G-A-B-E-K, and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. You must be 21+. plus. And President Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduelcom slash sportsbook. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-2023. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel any time. Now it's time to take a trip around the NFL. And there's a lot of news, um, but there's only one place to start today, being that is the deadline day for one Jonathan Taylor. The Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor's not going to get traded. No, uh, no real surprise there because you look at what Chris Ballard, Jimmer say what they wanted in return for Jonathan Taylor is too much. We, we talked about running back value this entire offseason, and they wanted a first-round pick in return. But they're going to leave him on the physically unable to perform list, and I am, uh, I am very scared of, again, how this affects Anthony Richardson starting week one. So the first four weeks, at least, Jonathan Taylor will not be a part. And I, I'm starting to wonder if Jonathan Taylor will ever play this year. Because I, I sort of look at the situation, feels like the uh, relationship between him and the front office and the ownership is completely done. It feels like it's cooked. It feels like there's nothing that's going to bring it back. 
unless they end up trading him this offseason. Um, but there's no end of this drama in sight right now, and he will not be on the field. And I, I sort of look at what they have in that, in that running back room now. Evan Hole, Zach Moss, who's currently recovering from a uh, broken arm, who I, I guess he could potentially be your lead back, but that's not a good lead back. And Deion Jackson. Who's going to be in the backfield for the Colts? Who's going to help out Anthony Richardson in the run game? You need some help for a rookie quarterback who's got to come along. Who's that lump of clay that you have to mold? I am terrified for Anthony Richardson if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play this entire season, and that's what it looks like it's going to be. Do you? I wonder if the pathway to him getting traded this season has to be, you know, some other running back gets injured across the NFL and some team gets desperate and needs to make a trade because it just feels like that there's no end in sight for this situation right now. What's frustrating is they had six teams that reached out, two actually made offers, and today it's clear that the Dolphins had to make an offer. And that was the most obvious landing spot. They need a every down running back. They don't necessarily have that right now. They have Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, guys that are going to be speedsters. They cut Gaskin. They just cut Miles. The Dolphins opened up an additional $3 million in in salary cap space today by reworking Cedric Wilson's deal, who's going to be sort of a reserve wide receiver. They've opened up around $4.2 million. Jonathan Taylor's traded cap hit would have been $4.304 million. They were planning on trying to bring him in, but the Colts said, oh, you're not offering enough. And I don't understand how you can refuse to pay a guy who ran for 1,800 yards two years ago, and then... You know, his value's not high enough to pay him, but then you want a first-round pick in return. Especially when your owner's I, already been on social media devaluing running backs. It makes no remote sense to me, but this is where we're at, and it just further it further proves the Colts were saved by Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck and even Phillip Rivers in year one back in the day. They Tough. are a badly run franchise right now, and it's very damn clear. Toughest of beats for everybody that drafted Jonathan Taylor last week, too. There, uh, there were signs well, that he was maybe going to the Dolphins. I hope you got him late if you're going to get him. And yeah, all I know if is, you did get him, maybe by the end of the year he'll be playing, but I wouldn't count him. It's on a it. tough beat. Tough uh, beat. It is. The New York Jets. So Bryce Huff, former Memphis Tiger. He's commanded some trade calls. He had two sacks in the preseason. He's a really good edge rusher. Um, through his first three years, he's had seven and a half sacks in limited snaps in general. He's a really good edge rusher. And, you know, story time real quick. My uh, my my junior years when he came in, I was playing right tackle. When we did that, and I don't think I beat him in a single one-on-one the entire offseason, <laughs> whether it was fall camp, uh, one-on-ones during the season. I don't know if I ever want to rep against Bryce Huff. He is that fast. His get-off's unbelievable. But I want to see him get out of a Jets uniform and into another one because I think he needs more time on the field. He needs more snaps. This guy could be one of the, I'm not going to say a premier pass rusher, but one of the best third down pass rushers in the league if you give him the the requisite snaps. It's just way too loaded in that Jets D-line room. I mean, the edges right now, you drafted Jermaine Johnson first round last year. Will McDonald first round uh, this year. I mean, you just have too many guys that are taking up snaps for that team. Um, That D-line's loaded. I hope they trade him. I really do. I want to see Bryce get some real run. I want to see him get some real run. But this is a guy who who I think a lot of teams are going to call and see what it takes. Um, And I want to see if if he gets moved before the season starts. The Buffalo Bills. Von Miller, speaking of edge rush. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Von Miller will not be activated off the physically unable to perform list. Will miss the first four games. And we know the Bills need all the help they can get as far as uh, edge rushing is concerned. I know they got Leonard Floyd this offseason. That was sort of a backup plan for Von Miller, but he'll miss games against the Jets, the Raiders, the Commanders, and the Dolphins. They need him in a big way. And especially when you get into a playoff scenario, which ultimately we expect the Bills to be a, a, a really big playoff contender, a potential Super Bowl contender in the AFC. He is unbelievable in the playoffs. He was a Super Bowl MVP. You need a guy to be a showstopper, a game wrecker, when you get into playoff situations, playoff scenarios. Not having Von Miller's massive. That's a big hit for the Bills. Maybe they could trade for your boy. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But the thing about Bryce is I don't know if he's necessarily an every-down guy like Von is, right? Um, I think he's sort of a third-down situational pass rusher. uh, But not having Von Miller, that hurts. That hurts a lot. It's impressive how effective Von Miller still is at his age. It is a future Hall of Famer. Hell of a career. I would say hell of a career. Um, it is wild, but we haven't seen him in a while. And this was an ACL we're talking about. Is he come back the same? I mean, I'm not counting on that. Are you? Uh, no. I'm, an <laughs> aging defensive. Yeah, no, just had an ACL surgery. On explosion? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I, don't know I, I still think he'll be effective out there because, you know, he can be the, the, the quarterback of the defense and things like that. But yeah. he's not going to be no, the Bod Miller of the I, past. I no. also, I mean, they just traded Boogie Basham to the Bills. To the, They traded him to the Giants today. So they're, they're thinning up across that defensive line. I wonder how it's going to be. Because, I mean, last year, too, one of the big issues they had when they got into that uh, brawl there against the Bengals where they got killed is they didn't have enough physicality up front. You just need as many bodies as you can get up front and they don't have them. The Arizona Cardinals. Colt McCoy was released yesterday. Can we say, I mean, just a quick prayer for my man Colt. He's been doing it. One of the best game check collectors we have seen in this generation, right? I mean, we have to have it's some impressive. respect for Colt McCoy. My gosh, but he's been released by the Cardinals. What the hell are the Cardinals doing, Connor? What are they doing? Tanking for Caleb Williams, I guess? I mean, sure, yeah. But then, you <laughs> like, what are you going to do with Kyler? You're going to trade him to somebody else who needs a quarterback. But, I mean, I, I, I don't get their plan. They just traded their leading tackler in Isaiah Simmons to the Giants for a bag of peanuts. I, yeah, you're trying to tank, but how bad are you trying to tank? And, yeah, you're going to tank for Caleb Williams. You don't necessarily have a good O-line. Your defense stinks. You have Kyler Murray on this massive contract. Who's going to want to take on that contract? 
Like, they're screwed in the meantime, in the present, and in the future. I don't get it. But they have released Colt McCoy. They traded for Josh Dobbs last week. I guess Josh Dobbs would theoretically be the starter, but he hasn't had enough time to really get used to their offensive scheme. So they have Clayton Toon and David Blau potentially going to start. What are they doing? And then I saw today Jonathan Gannon, their new head coach, say, oh, I'm not going to say who the starting quarterback is because I want to have a competitive advantage. What competitive advantage? You're going to throw out there Clayton Clayton Toon or David Blau or Josh Dobbs, you think that there's any defense is scared of any of those guys? Hell no. It's not giving you a competitive advantage at all. You're, you're preparing for the same things. They're all the same type of quarterback. I just, I, I don't get the Cardinals. This is one of the biggest train wrecks I've seen. And the card, I mean, it is on par with what the Cardinals have been throughout the uh history of their franchise. I mean, They've always been pretty miserable. Do you agree with those saying that this has the potential to be one of the worst teams we've ever seen? I don't see why not. They've tried... I mentioned it last week, too, when we did our trip around the NFL. Isaiah Simmons is one of their, especially on defense, one of their key cogs. Like, one of the guys you can look forward to what his development can bring you. He can you know, take snaps at safety and then go to off-ball linebacker, then be an edge rusher and get you sacks, and then, you know, cover a slot guy. And they traded him for picks, for a seventh-round pick. Like, I, yeah, I think it'll be one of the worst teams we've seen in a long time, but I, I just – I usually there's a vision. I don't see any level of vision from this front office or this Cardinals team at all. This ownership group, it, it makes no sense. Do you have any faith in this head coach? I sure, sure, but not that much. I mean, how how can I have a bunch of faith in what they're what they're can going the to put out there? Can this they is a just rookie get a head coach. coach, please. This is a rookie head coach. <laughs> I mean, you 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 took Josh Rosen before Cliff Kingsbury came in with the number three overall pick. He's gone. So you take Kyler Murray because Cliff Kingsbury's there. You have eleven wins to start a year. You were eleven and zero. That that didn't really work out. You got to the playoffs, but you stunk. You stunk it up. Now Kyler Murray's injured. You get rid of Cliff Kingsbury. You're gonna in two or three years. You're shifting to a whole nother regime. The amount of regime changes in just a short five year period just makes no sense to me. And now they're just selling off anything, any redeeming quality they have. They're selling off just for the hell of it. I I feel bad for Cardinals fans in a lot of ways, but this is again, this is on par with what we've seen from the Arizona Cardinals in my lifetime, at least. They, they got to that one Super Bowl against the Steelers, ended up losing uh, with Kurt Warner and Larry Fitz and all those guys. But they have just – this offseason has been one of the most embarrassing run offseasons I've seen from any NFL franchise in recent memory. The Tennessee Titans. Uh, they traded for uh, Patriots kicker Nick Folk, 38 years young. I don't know what to think of that. Cool. cool. They got one They now, have a kicker. Least, they have a kicker. At least they have one on the roster. Well, I would say that the Pats, they had a fourth-round kicker that they picked this year because Bill Belichick is just insane, and he picks kickers and punters during the NFL draft. But Nick Folk, 38 years old, 32 for 37 on field goals last year, four for five from 50-plus. No more Fat Randy in Tennessee. So you have Nick Folk at 38 years old. Uh, sure, let's go for it. I, I, I still am uh, – lukewarm on the Titans and their chances this year. I feel as if Ryan Tannehill, if he gets hurt again like last year, you don't have much to turn to. If Derrick Henry gets hurt, you don't have much to turn to. Everything is fragile with that Titans franchise this year. And I know I'm going off the beaten path of the actual news note here of Nick Folk 
being uh, traded for and being their starting kicker. But that Titans team, I'm still just in a in a weird spot with. Yes, DeAndre Hopkins, that addition, made me feel good about their better about their passing game. Traylon Burks avoided long-term injury with that LCL sprain. That makes me feel better about their passing game. But everything's so fragile. Everything's so fragile. And Mike Vrabel's not looking to lose, and they're not looking to rebuild at this moment. So I, what are your expectations for this team? Nine wins? Eight wins? I was going to say somewhere between eight and ten wins. I, I think that they'll have a shot at the playoffs. It's going to come down I mean, to— The AFC South has been largely talked about in regards to, okay, the Jags are going to be at the top. But the Jags schedule— I don't know. Jags' schedule's tough. I don't know. I mean, you look at it just top to bottom. It is brutal. It's tough. It's, it's nearly impossible to— I mean, I know that that division's no good, but outside of the division, they have the Chiefs, they have the Falcons, they have the Bills, they have the Saints, they have the Steelers, they have the 49ers, <laughs> the Bang, the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens. I mean, it just doesn't end for them. They have a horrible well, schedule. The Titans could potentially win this division, but they have to have the luck of good health. Well, when you look at the Titans schedule, it's not bad. It's 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 a easier schedule. It's manageable, schedule. especially compared games, to the Jets. You got two games against Houston, two against Indianapolis, Carolina. You got a Tampa Bay on there. You got Atlanta on there. Those are the, here's what I'll say. I think that they have an outside shot to make the playoffs, but they have to win all of those games. You lose one of them, it yeah, you have it, to win the games. You're you you to win. have to win those games. You cannot yeah. you cannot give up a loss to one of the Colts teams or one of those those Houston games and. I feel like teams in the past with the Titans, they've always dropped one of those, and I think that's the worry from the fan base this year is because it does feel like such a tightrope season with the health of this, of this team. Because, like, if Traylon Burks was hurt, if he was hurt long-term, it would kind of feel like a lost yeah. season already. Nick Westbrook-Akina yeah. being your second receiver. Hell yeah. <sighs> I mean, I... I Dude, I, I do like Chig, though. I think Chig's going to have gonna, I think Chig's going to be great. I like Okonkwo, I, I like Chig Okonkwo. I think he'll be great. And but I think Spears is better than people are giving him credit for just because he's behind Derrick Henry. I that just, dude's got some – he can run. I just get the sense that they're in a fragile position. Injuries, the war of attrition, they could lose pretty easily this year. And that's a problem you look at. And I do think, weirdly enough – I think a Ryan Tannehill injury is substantially worse than any injury you could deal with with Derrick Henry aging. Like, Ryan Tannehill, unfortunately, is – this is not going to be a surprise with the running back value conversation. We've had the quarterback value conversation that's been had the past decade in the NFL. Ryan Tannehill might be the most, most important piece for this team. I would I would argue he's the most it's important piece the for this team. drop from him – to Malik Willis, Malik Willis, crazy. and Will Levis is nuts. It's like it's like falling into the Grand Canyon. Yes, I mean it's it's brutal. But I, I think that Ty J Spears could pick up a little bit for Derrick Henry. I'm a big fan of him. I, I, Hassan Haskins being on the, uh, uh, I think they're going to put him on some form of IR with the case he has pending right now. But he's a good running back. But he's not going to play this year because he has a domestic violence situation uh, being levied against him. But that Titans team, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But today, they did trade for a kicker. And Nick Folk, he'll be he'll be consistent. He'll be consistent, to say the very least. Now, we have to go ahead and get to a break. We'll have more of the Gabe Kuhn Show when we return right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. How sweet. 
Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at RedRiverToyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. We have tracked down Jeff Calkins, columnist of the Daily Myth, and also host of the Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how goes it? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, I was in a meeting. But no, it's I'm all good. Out of the meeting. Understood. Yep. Understood. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Duty calls now. Um, Tiger's depth chart. Holler at me about it. I, I feel like this is uh, this is very much. I think I heard Jeffrey on on Giannato and Jeffrey call it uh, a a uh, basically a smaller roster. There's so many oars. Uh, not a lot of questions answered. But sort of what popped out at you looking at this uh, this depth chart. Well, I'll be honest. I haven't studied the depth chart, okay. except, except, except to notice all of the oars. Yes, the oars a are lot hilarious. of oars. I mean, the oars are, not since Michael Orr, actually, has <laughs> the oar has shown up this much on a, a depth chart. Um, no, the oars are crazy, but, like, whatever. I mean, uh, it, 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 you, you tell me, who do you think this, who do you think is going to first snap at running back? First snap at running back, I'm going to bet on Blake Watson. That's my bet. Really? That's my bet. I, well, I think they have, like, when you look at that running back room, you have Sutton Smith, who is a uh, sort of gadget. You can split him out into the yep. slot. He can catch passes. Jay Ducker's the in-between-the-tackles guy. Blake Watson does it all. So I think he's sort of the every-down back that they're looking at right this second. And he, I mean, he ran for 1,000 yards last year at Old Dominion. Right, no, it, it is interesting that you're, you're penciling in as your workhorse the transfer, who we – we know his numbers, but I've never seen him run. It is interesting. And I think there's great hope for Sutton Smith just because, because he offers the kind of explosiveness that we miss, right? That yeah. we've, that, that the team has lacked. And then I think uh, that I, that I think, you know, people have a, are wistful for. And so, uh, so it'll, that, that'll be interesting. I, I, uh, I, uh, I I think the oars. Hold on one second. Nope. I put my phone down there because we go. last time I talked to you, yes, driving, I was pulled over. Yes. So, you don't need that so, again. I didn't want that to happen again. Sorry, man. I was passing a police officer. I should probably hold on. I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you on the speaker. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be better. There we go. So, um, so, but the question with the oars is: the, are the oars purely, purely? Well, there's, there's three options for the oars. One is, hey, he really doesn't know. Yep. Uh, that, that's one, and that's ridiculous, of course, right? He knows at this point what the rotation is going to be like at every single position. Would yep. you say? Yeah. So I don't think the oars are because uh, Ryan Silverfield is is uh, flipping a coin. Uh, Friday night. It's because okay. So then there's two other reasons, two other options. One is because they want to hide it so Bethune Cookman doesn't know. <laughs> Which I will say this: being uh-huh. the NFL guy, he is. I, I well, maybe not Bethune Cookman, but maybe he's looking further down but the schedule and trying to hide a little bit. Cookman. It's Bethune Cookman. That's what kind of. <laughs> and then, the, but then the, the, the third. I I think that's mostly it. He just doesn't want to say any more than he has to say, right? Yep. Why? I mean, Ryan operates like that, like that. Like Ryan operates like a 
like a NFL office. Yeah, we're 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 hiding the launch codes. We don't want anybody yeah. to have the launch codes. So, but then the third theory, and another theory, and I have wondered about this: is in the age of trying to keep everybody happy because you can be in the portal tomorrow. Is it better if you if you tell me if you're a guard and uh, and you look there and you see that you're three on the depth chart or two on the depth chart, wouldn't you rather be or? Like, I'm or on the depth chart. I'm one or on the depth chart rather than two or three. Or does everybody know where they are anyway? And it's I think most people know where they are anyway based on what the, you know, fall camp reps and everything else. So I, I don't know how much that plays into it. I think there's some there's some bit of truth to it. I think more of this is, hey, let's get you under the lights. Let's get you uh, get a bunch of guys reps against a different team instead of your own team and see who actually performs because there are a game and there are practice players. There's a difference. Okay. So really, that's the – okay, so it's not that they're hiding it from the bassoon cook the coach. It's that they're trying to – listen, what does a coach like more than anything? Competition. Yes. That's what they like more than anything. And so what they're really doing is they're telling the players – the competition is extending into this week, and we're going to see what it's Another like week of fall camp. Off. Another week of fall camp you know, with a live opponent. Fall camp, and so we're not going to pretend anything's settled. And we're going to, it's, a, it's a message to the players as much as anything else. It's not hiding the secret launch codes from Bethune-Cookman because God knows we wouldn't want them to get the launch codes. Yeah, I think there's – but I, I do get the sense because I've, I've played in a lot of these uh, 1AA games. You don't run – your your extended playbook, and you usually try to hide who's going to start fully for, you know, the Navy's, Arkansas State's, Boise State's of the world. But by the time you get to that Boise State game, I think Boise State will have enough film to understand who is performing at a high level and who will actually be out there. I think that is clearly true. And that's why, I, I mean, Arkansas State, I, it, the third is going to be fun for all kinds of reasons, just because I think, Oh, we're on and off. I think we're getting some. I think we're getting them back a little bit. No, well, we've had some trouble with Jeff today. We'll we'll let him off. We'll let him off. But that was Jeff Calkins for a, a very brief period of time. Very brief period of time. At Jeff underscore Calkins on X, Daily Memphian columnist, DailyMemphian.com. It's where you can find all of his work, and uh, uh, also make sure you find his radio work right here, nine to eleven with the Jeff Calkins Show, ninety two nine FM, ESPN. Hopefully, we'll have some uh, better luck tomorrow with Jeff as he joins us at 5 o'clock. But small talk is on the way. We'll go ahead and get to that next, and it's going to be about fat flaps. I'll explain that on the other side right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Memphis Touchdown Club. They have the eight-part speaker series. It was kicked off by Mr. College Football Tony Barnhart last night. He said some good things about the University of Memphis and what they can do. Um, but there's going to be seven more speakers, and they'll all be at Hilton Memphis. Um, so if you need tickets, you need information, go to memphistdclub.com. Uh, first, I have to start with, uh, for you, being a moviegoer, as you, uh, as you are, ACC. We have the ACC entering into a uh, theatrical agreement. Well, ESPN entering into a theatrical agreement 
um, distribution agreement to televise 75 games in movie theaters this season. Uh, would you? And, and this includes ACC matchups, the New Year's Six Bowl games, college football playoff, and the national championship. Are you willing to go to a movie theater to go watch any of those games? No. I'm not. No, no, no. I will no, not pay you. to do that. No, thank you. The beer, I have a TV at home. The beer on my fridge is free. Yes. 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 And can you? I don't think they'll. I mean, there's only there's very few movie theaters that have beer. I also feel like when you're watching football. Also, if I want to watch is, it, is beer is beer a is that a checklist item for watching football? Beer, like has to it's be, up right? there. Yeah, I'd like to have a cold one or two while I'm watching a game. But I feel like if I'm gonna want to go somewhere to watch a game, I'm gonna go to a sports bar rather than a movie theater. Like, does this? Do you have to be quiet? Are the lights off? Are the lights on? A lot of factors that I have questions about with with the movie theater experience. Now, the food they got great food there. They do have game day food. They got burgers. They got. Dogs, all that kind of stuff, nachos. You're covered there. They do have expensive, beer. more expensive it's than bit, home. It's a or bit more a, or expensive, though. It's a bit more expensive. So, um, personally, I would just say, no, I don't think I'm going to be checking out a game at a movie theater, even though I think it's kind of an inspired idea. Uh, I, I get know. it. It's not a bad idea. I don't know if I get it. I don't know. People I mean, who's go. really going to buy into it? People that? will go. People okay. will absolutely go. I don't know. I don't know if a movie theater is the best experience for watching a uh, watching a ball game, but that's maybe my opinion. And they know you know what they say about opinions. Um, now, um, as I'm gonna far- tell you that I fall asleep in one of those recliner chairs. To tell you that we've had some interesting fan experiences at uh, baseball games lately. I'm gonna get to the uh, fat flaps here in a second. But did you see last night at Truist Park what was done to Ronald Acuna Jr.? Insane. So Ronald Acuna Jr. is, uh, one. I mean, between him and Mookie Betts, one of them is going to win the NL MVP this year. Right. Uh, no doubt about it. M- Mookie Betts has come on strong as of lately, but Ronald Acuna Jr. has been consistent the whole year. They had two fans get out of the stands, run after Ronald Acuna Jr. in the outfield, and basically hug him, and then ultimately he got pushed to the ground as the, as the you know, security got involved. I, I Listen, I... I'm getting to the point with fan interaction with players, you need to really nip this in the bud and give them real criminal charges. This is not okay. This has gone unchecked for way too long. I have a problem with the security guards in the video. Really? About, they're doing a little bit of a jog. How about we do a full yeah, sprint Yeah, get here? out there and get, about, yes, yeah, that's what you mean. Let's okay. put a shoulder into them real quick. Let's, let's do a targeting penalty. Here, it's ridiculous, right? though. He's like, running what? at Ronald Acuna. Let's, let's stop doing some jogging and get out there. All right. Yeah, and this, is they the they this is the MVP. This is the MVP. Well, and then they're they're there and they're kind of just standing there, putting a, their hands like he falls over with security guards standing right there. Once you get there, start throwing. He fists. could have gotten injured in that situation too. He ended up falling to the yeah. ground. Ronald Acuna Jr. I, Listen, I just, you on the field, you get punched in the face. That should be your role. But that, the, they should yes, be able to. They should be able to punch you. There needs to be more of a check for this. This is like this is actual criminal behavior at this point. It's nuts to be to run up to a guy and hug him while he's on the field, and then ultimately him getting to the ground. I, I just. I have a massive problem with this, and I've had a massive problem with the way fans act at games, but this needs to be stopped. We need to find a way to put we stop We have seen guys BS. get hurt in weirder ways than getting than getting tangled up with fans and falling down. Like, if his knee got caught and he fell backwards, who knows what would have happened. Yeah. It's yeah, just, ridiculous. It's foolish. It's Let's start foolish. spearing those people when they get out there. Yes. Yeah, but the security, I mean, security guards, maybe we need to have more of a checklist when it comes to, you know, the shape they're in. <laughs> Because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really see a very in shape security guard. Yeah, you look that yeah. ran out to protect Listen, Ronald Acuna Jr. I need Jr. a full sprint, full tackle. Should we? Have, we should have a combine for these security guards. You got to run a four nine. 
Yeah. <laughs> you got to run a four nine. Anything anything in the fives, I don't think we can deal you with. Run a four nine. Yes. <laughs> People getting blown up, blindsided. All right. How about this? Five five point zero or under for a forty. You got to get out there quick. We need we need we need better. We need better security. I just don't know how they made it that far without getting without anybody getting to them first. Now speaking of uh, security, she could play security. Sh- she could, she could be security. <laughs> Probably. There was a shooting at Guaranteed Rate Field last Friday. Of course, it was the White Sox versus the A's, two of the just worst teams in the uh, entire entirety of Major League Baseball. But there was an accidental discharge by one of the one a woman who brought in a gun. To the field, and like obviously you're on the south side of Chicago, so the question becomes, okay, what happened with these metal detectors? One woman was grazed by the bullet that was accidentally discharged. This woman reportedly, reportedly, snuck the gun past the metal detectors at Guaranteed Rate Field by hiding it in the folds of her belly fat. One, a lot of belly fat. That is a lot of belly fat. Two, I didn't know that folds of fat could hide metal. I didn't know that it could get snuck past that easily. Now, I've been at games where you go through the metal detector, and even if it beeps, they're like, all right, move on. Like, maybe that was the case here. But the south side of Chicago, you should be a lot better about um, uh, maybe metal detector situation, not letting it get to that point. You shouldn't have guns in there. That's not a good part of town that Guaranteed Rate Field is at. And it's always been a bad stadium. How big do you have to be? To where your body fat stops a metal detector detecting a gun. And then discharges said gun. The fat discharged the gun? <sighs> That's the, from what it sounds like. From You're what it sounds me that like. The gun fired there was an accidental the discharge. She did the Plaxico Burris thing. I mean, this is what this was. If the gun fired from the fold. <laughs> <laughs> honestly. I shouldn't be laughing. Honestly, impressive. Yes. <laughs> impressive athletic Well, it's feet. impressive. Athletic feet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Connor, I don't know, I don't know we call that athletic. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know a lot of athletes that can stuff a gun in the folds of their fat. And shoot it. Exactly. Yes. Thank you for um, proving my point. But I I am I'm amazed by this. I wanna get like it here's reminds a, me unfortunately, like, this is where my mind goes. I wanna see a picture of this woman. Oh, has to. Yeah. I, I like this in has my head, to surface. It, like I this has to surface. And like, is it the fold like right here in the belly, or like where did she? It's got to be the belly to waist part. It's right, ooh. like where a belt would go. So That's like the overhanging belly, like covered. That's what I'm thinking. Covered could, it up you completely. You could tuck stuff up in there, and it can get snug. <laughs> because otherwise, she would have shot herself, right? Like she did. She did graze herself. Is how? Oh, she did. Yes, she did graze herself. Yes. Did it go through the fat? Did the bullet travel? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. It sounds about like there's the a lot to graze. It reminds there me. was a lot of surface area you know, for that bullet to graze. It reminds me of Skynet because in, in the movie's Terminator, in the Terminator series, they have to put skin and fat on the robots to send them through the time machine. Is this the beginning? Is this how Skynet found out that that would work because it tricked the metal detectors? Is this the beginning of the end? I don't know. I wonder if somebody will follow the follow the lead of her. We don't need guns. And so who's going to try it again? Someone's going to try it. The belly fat. How big was the gun? Is it a twenty-two? Got to be a twenty-two, right? Somebody in Chicago, please, Parkinson Spiegel. Somebody, get Some, me a picture somebody, of this woman. Oh, I was going to go a different direction. Somebody, what? Sne- try to sneak in. <laughs> no, but somebody, I, I don't somebody, need to do that. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't, don't encourage. Don't that. do that. Don't somebody, do that. get me a picture of this woman, though. That's what I like. That is where my interest is peaked. Like, how large? 
I've got is an idea in my head, but I don't want to say it because it's going to be mean. Like I have. Oh, I be mean. She snuck a she snuck a gun into the damn stadium. Like is it is Jabba the Hut coming to the <laughs> Chicago White Sox games? Like, can she walk under her own power? It's probably oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Can she walk under her own power? <laughs> this woman is How did she get large. it in through fat? I, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's, I didn't know fat covered up metal. I didn't, I didn't know that. that was, Learn something new that every was day. The thing. Um, also, my brother obviously works at 670 Score, and I mentioned this off the top of the show, but they were supposed to have a post-game concert at Guaranteed Rate Field, and they called it technical difficulties as to why. As to why they couldn't. I asked her where it hurt. She lifted up her shirt and she (laughs) looked to have a cigar burn on her abdomen. What is going? This isn't. It's like AI wrote this. It's like an AI generator wrote this. Like the Britney Spears Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah, that was nuts. That was that feels like a fever dream. This is strange, but I need more details. And mostly details. I need a picture. I need a photo. Honestly, I'm disappointed in the internet that we don't have a photo yet. I need a photo. I need a photo. But also, I think moral of the story: if you're on the south side of Chicago, get some. Get some better metal detectors. You need more. Please. You need more. I've been to that stadium. At night, it is kind of it's scary at times to walk into and out of that stadium. You have to be careful. You have to be very careful. Now, we have one hour left in the show. The Blitz will be at 6.30. I'll give you my college football playoff, my four, and who's ultimately going to win. But coming up next, we'll talk some depth chart. We'll talk some Tiger basketball. We'll maybe get to a little bit of Cowboys with my man, uh, my co- uh, co-host on my podcast, On the Bluff. He's from Bluff City Media. That would be Christian Fowler. Next, 92.9 FM ESPN. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.